Welcome to So You Think That Was Good, Do You? A podcast where we take a look back at the films from your childhood and question the absurdity of their universes. My name is Evan, and I'm joined by Carl and Johnny. Boys, it's so good to be recording. I've been a little bit under the weather, but I'm back to my regular 70%. How are you boys doing? <laughs> well, I've missed that silence. I'm... Oh, I've missed that. <laughs> that little gap where nobody knows where to respond. I did that just oh. for you, Evan. Just for you. Um, I'm slowly getting over the pure hatred and anger that I've been feeling for the last few days as the cunts upstairs have uh, been... Um, <laughs> <laughs> They've been knocking around and banging well into the evening hours. So much that me and Floss have gone to look at a house today to go and buy another place because it's been <laughs> incessant and I hate them. I hope they die of something slow. <laughs> but yeah, other than that, I'm good, mate. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Happier than Johnny. I'm glad to be back, mate. Back and we're doing another spider movie. It's Ooh. good to have you back and it's good to be doing another spider movie. <laughs> another exactor fondle. <laughs> It took me a minute to yeah, realise that wasn't one word, <laughs> and then my brain spliced it up into the appropriate yeah. ones. <laughs> I thought it was like a fancy word for spiders. Exacto fondle. <laughs> like a really accurate grope. <laughs> Straight to the nipple. Oh, beautiful. Well, this week we watched 2002's Eight-Legged Freaks. And it's about time we got here because this is, as Johnny admitted before we started recording, the movie he thought arachnophobia was when he recommended that. So it turns out none of us had... I think none of us had seen that before. Had you seen that, Cole? No, I'd never seen arachnophobia. And yeah, I've none of us had seen deleted it from my head. So I've never seen arachnophobia. Any good? Well, that's what you got to do. Yeah. Uh, probably not if we watched it. Yeah. <laughs> well, this starred David Arquette, which I was so happy to see in this because I love him. And also somehow Scarlett Johansson. Yeah. I'm just going to say, I, I had no idea who that is, Evan. You mentioned David Arquette before we watched it. I still don't know who it is. Why, why do you like him? Oh, he's Chris. Uh, that's because I love Scream, and he's in the Scream movies. Yeah. And if you thought that he acted poorly in this, that's his style, baby. He what plays David Arquette, which is a man who cannot act. I learned today that he is the Arquette of Courtney Cox Arquette, and that's yes. where that comes from. That's where is I learned. Is that what today. that is? I presumed yes. it was. It's a it's a bizarre surname, so I assumed it would be that. Oh, interesting. And I think he has a famous sister. Patricia Arquette, who was mm. in uh, Stigmata, uh, like a strange, horror culty film. horror film. Yeah. yeah, that witches. I mean, if that's her biggest billing, you probably didn't have to say very famous sister. <laughs> Did I he say a, very? He has a Sorry. sister who was in a film. I meant compared to him, uh, yeah. David Arquette. Compared to us. <laughs> whoa, whoa. Whoa. He was married to Courtney Cox, you know. <laughs> that's fame. <laughs> Still married? Oh, no. I think no. that lasted oh, all no. three years. The drugs ruined that one, I'm sure. Yeah. Not the plastic surgery. She looks like a mannequin. <laughs> <laughs> I watched an interview with him that was made for this movie, and he is incapable of sitting still. <laughs> no one has ever had more cocaine in their body. <laughs> <laughs> they put him on one of those high director's chairs, and he looked oh, like so a, you can see everything. He looked so like a leg. toddler who wanted yeah. to get down, but it was a bit too high. 
just could not stay still, but he was edging everywhere. <laughs> just angling for a way, some support to get off. <laughs> oh my oh. god. Like Chucky oh. on a shelf. <laughs> Beautiful. Well, let's get started, as we always bloody do, with a plot synop straight from the top of Google. The residents of a rural mining town discover that an unfortunate chemical spill has caused hundreds of little spiders to mutate overnight to the size of SUVs. It's up to the mining engineer, Chris McCormack, and Sheriff Sam Parker to mobilise an eclectic group of townspeople into battle against the bloodthirsty eight-legged beasts. Holy shit, I nailed that! What a film we've undertaken! Sounds uh, scary. Sound better than it was. Yeah. <laughs> they really took some liberties with that plot synopsis. SUVs, you say? <laughs> <laughs> That's far more descriptive than anyone in the film describes how big these spiders are. <laughs> At most, they go, they are three or five times larger than normal spiders. <laughs> and they are way bigger than that. But what nah, you, mate, like, it's just a cactus. <laughs> they mainly just show us legs. Look at this leg. (laughs) Big fucking leg. Spiky leg. Or cactus, but probably a leg. Same, same. Cacti, spiders, very similar. How much bigger is a cactus than a spider? Ah, three to five times. (laughs) Depends on the spider. (laughs) If it's the size of an SUV, how big is that cactus? (laughs) Well, should we get stuck into the movie, boys? Let's get it. Okay, well, the movie opens, well, with a lot of opening credits, but we'll, we'll skip over those, to a conspiracy radio broadcast to the people of Prosperity, Arizona, which already is quite a parallel drawn to... I've immediately forgotten the name of Tremors. the movie. Tremors, yes. and Because the name of the movie in that town is something just it's, as fanciful, so, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. It might even be prosperity also. It feels like it is. <laughs> yeah, It feels like, like it is. Jesus Christ. <laughs> it started already. That's some merch. Yeah. It feels like it is. <laughs> Shit. And it's just your local nut job. Can't remember his name. Do either of you? I wrote it much later on when I learned it. <sighs> it's Dougie Doug. That's all I put. That's who it is. Yes. That's, That's who him. he always is. He plays basically the same guy in every movie sometimes. He has a Jamaican accent. Other yeah. stuff. Whoa, he was on Jamaica's first bobsled team, mate. Show some respect. Oh, fuck, oh is my that God. him? Is that Cool Runnings guy? Is that the Lucky Egg dude? <laughs> it's the guy with the Lucky Egg, yeah. Yeah, fuck, I knew I recognised him. Holy crap. Well, respect. He does open with one of the coolest lines, though. Do you know fear? <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ, man. You gave me some tingles up my spine. <laughs> but that's where it stops. Yeah, this yeah, movie yeah. fails that's to a... be scary from here on out. <laughs> that's the scariest it gets in the first five seconds. <laughs> Do you reckon uh, these conspiracy theorist radio people were the original podcasters then? Just sat in their trailers making yeah. something that nobody's listening to. Yeah. <laughs> I guess so. Are we them? I guess we are. There's enough conspiracy theory podcasts. It's just that, oh God, you fractured my brain car. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I say nobody listens to. Everyone in this town is listening to this man's broadcast. It is <laughs> Even the police. fucking weird. <laughs> None of them believe him, but it's the only thing on. Yeah. Everyone just walks into a room and goes, why are you listening to that rubbish? But it's always on in well, every room. <laughs> what else? <laughs> Heed his warnings. That's all I can say. Yeah, well, yeah, he's on about aliens and such. Whoa, 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 whoa. Space aliens. <laughs> every time. What else? Drove me fucking <laughs> not, nuts. Not illegal aliens like Bob Marley. <laughs> Is that what they were worried about? 
if we don't say <laughs> space aliens, they're going to think we're talking about immigrants. <laughs> Arizona's a border town as well, isn't it? Uh, state, sure, let's say yes. I don't think we have any listeners in Arizona, so let's definitely say yes. Arizona is a border state. <laughs> it is what it is. And next up, a, a truck driver is driving down a road near where this man was making his broadcast from. And he swerves out of the way of a rabbit. And as he does, a chemical waste container tumbles from the back of his truck and into a nearby pond. Mm. One week later, local boy Mike is uh, cycling towards Taft's exotic spider farm. Now, whilst the the farm is next to the pond, I'm sure Mm. you're all wondering how all the spiders in the farm get to the pond in order to become mutated. But it turns out (laughs) that the spider farmer's secret recipe for growing the spider, for making them stronger, is by taking the crickets that he finds next to the pond and feeding them to the spiders. He's noticed that's made them bigger, and it's... This is so bad now. <laughs> it's just like the old adage, if the spider will not come to the pollution, oh, then God. the pollution will come to the spider. Which I believe is Sir Francis Bacon. Oh, yep, yeah, he did say that famously, uh, didn't he, Evan? I wrote it, I knew I shouldn't say it, but I, I did it. Why am I back? Why am I back? <laughs> Although I like that, Evan. I like the idea of it like getting into the food chain and like making other things big. And although spiders are like the archetypal like scary thing, wouldn't you rather see like a giant fucking bird, like an eagle like 50 times the size it's meant to be? I would like this move to have been a giant one of everything. Yeah. Anything that went <laughs> that on this is pond. What should happen, right? Hey, yeah, the, yeah, the cricket should have been giant. Yeah. Ev- everything <laughs> that goes to that water source or eats something that's made. <laughs> From the water, from that water source, should end up massive. The ostriches should be huge. Cows should oh be my. huge. <laughs> Imagine an ostrich the size of a house. <laughs> Nightmare fuel, that's what that is. But he, after Mike leaves, he say, he's already saying, if you, when you come back next week, they'll be twice as big. So he already knows they're just going to keep growing and growing and sees no issue with that whatsoever. Same size terrariums, though. <laughs> yeah, so, so let's get into that. So Mike goes into a shop. This is just a chance for the, the two characters. This is Mike and Joshua, who's the owner of the spider farm. And they're taking us on a tour around the spiders. There's like orb spiders, jumping spiders, trapdoor spiders, and... Tarantulas. Tarantulas and that shit. Yeah. yeah. Joshua says that as they grow, so does their appetite. Quickly followed by, I'm going to make a fortune. Which is exactly the note you were playing to there, Cole. What's his plan? Once they are too big to keep as pets and too hungry to feed, how are you going to make money off of this? Chuck a saddle on and make them an amusement park. Everyone's always wanted a pet spider they can ride around on. (laughs) Does he think that once they get to a certain size, the fact that he illegally imported them is no longer an issue? I've got eight foot tall, illegally imported poisonous spiders. And I'm saying poisonous because Sam's not here and it'll really annoy him. <laughs> I th- I'm guessing his fingernails have also succumbed to that horrible fucking toxic waste because oh. he has the hands of a baby rhinoceros. They yeah. are <laughs> disgusting. They are calloused mitts covered in like horrible talons. I don't think that was a play on it. I think that man just has horrible hands. Yes, I'm not sure if you boys will know this reference, but Joshua very much was the live action version of the the man from. Grizzly Tales for Gruesome Kids. Right. Yeah, I remember that being a thing. 
Did you never see it? I never, never saw, saw it. it. I never saw oh, it. Did they boys, step I out of the dark like a fucking vampire like this man did? <laughs> exactly like that. And yeah, he, he was an old man. He basically looked like him, but he was a bit more balding, long fingernails, and he'd creep around oh, this fucking theatre just murdering kids. Yeah, of course. Yeah, I mean... That does sound like a kid's show, yeah. <laughs> it was horrible. Yeah, this, this explains why I'm like this and why you two are substantially more normal. Because you were yeah. a gruesome kid. Yeah. I love <laughs> grisly tales, mate. What do you expect? We're then introduced to Consuela, who becomes important much later on in the movie. And she's an orb-weaving spider. And the only reason this is important is because it's where I learnt the fact that female spiders are three times larger than male spiders, and every time that I see a big spider, I assume it's female, and I think of this movie. That's not funny or interesting in any way, but there's something about me. Is, is that universal, or is it just all weaver spiders? Because... I think it's all female bugs, oh, isn't it? I, I know that spiders are bugs, Maybe. Sam. Calm down. <laughs> I know they're arachnids. So that's why you're always saying, oh, I hope you're a girl whenever you see a big spider. <laughs> Come with me, it's more pretty acceptable. lady. I'm going to put you in a mug and chuck you outside. (laughs) (laughs) Well, after Mike leaves, because he's being called home by his mum, or an alarm goes off or some bullshit, the tarantula has escaped whilst they're having a conversation, and it bites Joshua on the neck, and he has, like, a a big old tumble. He biffs everything. He starts knocking over (laughs) cages. They're not called cages. They're not vivariums. Those are lizards. Tanks? It's a terrarium. Isn't that plants? It's an artificial ecosystem, Evan. Sure, yeah, whatever. Glass I learned things. that from Starsky and Hutch. <laughs> <laughs> See, we all learn things from movies. Shut up, Mike's mum. <laughs> That'll become important later. <laughs> he knocks over the spider tags. They are all are released. There's like 200 spiders in there, and they've all obviously been fed that these crickets... Also, tarantulas aren't venomous, so he shouldn't have collapsed like that. But let's accept it for the movie. Yes, they are. Uh, they're poisonous. No, they're not. No, I just want to wind Pretty up Pretty sure they are. Oh, maybe they are. I don't know shit, actually. Sam would know if he was here. But he's not on our second Spider film. Got his laptop nicked, didn't he? Selfishly. And his mic. <laughs> they nicked his mic as well. Oh, yeah, there's a story. Sam is travelling South America as he entered Puerto Rico? Costa Rica. Costa Rica is one of them. Bag nicked with all of the stuff he needs to make podcasts on. I'm sure that wasn't his immediate thought was, oh no, I can't do the podcast. It was probably, <laughs> oh no, all my expensive stuff. Uh, not to joke about it, it's actually really horrible. Sorry, Sam. If a new Costa so Rican funny. podcast pops up, just know they're scum. <laughs> <laughs> just so you know, tarantulas are poisonous, but the venom is just painful. It's not Killable. Wait, Killable? D- they're Life poisonous, venom. but their venomous is painful. Oh, right. Fucking leave me alone. Whatever oh. I said was nearly <laughs> right. A painful Sam? bite, but their mild venom is weaker. It's the same as a bee, apparently, their bite. Oh, okay. Well, that hurts, to be fair. But, yeah. you know, would you collapse? Well, if you're allergic to bees, yes. Not like this fucking nerd. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, Joshua's dead. Another week later, so this is our second week later, Chris McCormick arrives into town where he's reunited with his aunt Gladys. She's not terribly important, but Chris is going to be the protagonist in this movie. I do find it funny that so far the only increments of time have been weeks. So in order for any event to occur in this town, a week does need to have occurred. (laughs) Mike... The boy from earlier, he bumps into his mum on his way home. And she turns out to be the sheriff of the town. 
uh, and she's having the, the toxic barrel removed from the pond. She says it's been there for at least a couple of weeks, which is almost right. It's been there for exactly two weeks, as the movie has just told us. Even if it had been more, <laughs> I, I like the idea that this town must either round up or round down to quotas of exactly a week. And although I wrote that shitty bit, I shit you not, the next words out of her mouth was admonishment for her son taking a weekly visit to the spider farm. <laughs> so literally everything in this movie happens a week at, at a time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> on the drive home, uh, Sheriff Mum pulls over. A bunch of dirt bikers have been pulling wheelies on the highway. She's not happy. And one of them happens to be her daughter. So she's like strutting her stuff a little bit in front of these boys mm. who are trying to impress her daughter. And this is Scarlett Johansson. Yeah, she's an actual child in this movie. Odd to see. She's always been a woman in films I've watched. It was weird to see her as a actual teenager. Yeah, there are it's three very cool children on very cool motorbikes. But I'm joking, they're fucking boys. nerds. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but they all they all wheelie past a fucking stationary police cruiser, and then are like, "Oh man!" When they get flagged down with <laughs> by the lights, oh, what, what the fuck? What did you? <laughs> oh, gosh darn it! <laughs> what the fuck did they expect? You pull a wheelie next to a police car, they're gonna fucking pull you over. <laughs> <laughs> fucking idiots but they're also they're being weirdly forward with this policewoman like talking about her underwear and stuff is like what, what do you think she's wearing she's like i bet it's a thong it's like yeah, oh, it's jesus almost christ almost as man, if the writers of the movie wanted us to know that the sheriff was weirdly hot for a <laughs> sheriff of a small town as if we don't worry see. yeah <laughs> we know that this woman is very attractive <laughs> yeah. as if to justify that the protagonist not to shit on you too much, David Arquette, below average looking male. Yeah. <laughs> like, would be interested in this woman. Of yeah. course you would. <laughs> she is a hot woman. In this town of, I'm guessing, under a thousand people, <laughs> she is definitely the cream of the top. The cream yeah. of the top. <laughs> That's a lyric that I was going to reference. A cream of the crop and she rises to the top. But that... <laughs> oh, God, I've cut that. I've cut that. <laughs> because you've asked, I'm not going to. <laughs> that's that's going in the episode description now. <laughs> She's the cream of the top. I'm going to own it. <laughs> well, now we zoom on over to the mayor, Wade. Yeah. Uh, and he's holding a town meeting in the mall because he wants to get everyone in the town to agree to sell their property because this town's kind of going under. It all relied on the mine... And from their point of view, all the stuff in the mine is gone. There's methane down there as well. So this company wants to use this mine for nefarious purposes. Yeah. And everyone's got to sell. He thinks that's the best option for everyone. Chris McCormick <sighs> rocks up to the meeting. He wants everyone to stay in the town. He believes his dad, who said... Uh, his dad was a miner in the town, by the way. This is not important. Let's just rush through it. As dad said, he saw a, a vein of gold before he died. And Chris wants to get down there and find it and save the fucking town. And the mayor's like, shut up. And they go outside and the mayor <laughs> says, you're just saying that because you're sad you didn't see your dad before he died. Uh, and Chris is like, right hook to the face. And the, the mayor drops. <laughs> Rightly so. Love this scene. Just because... <laughs> The mayor's talking to everyone, and then someone from the back of the room interrupts him, who is obviously David Arquette, so very, very obviously in the light. And then they go, Who, who's that? He takes two steps forward, still in the light, and then the mayor goes, Chris! 
Like he just wasn't wearing his glasses that day. I assume when they wrote it, they were like, just have him in the shadow and then he'll emerge. But <laughs> everyone in this town thinks that that mayor is a fucking dick as well. Everything that he's saying, they're just like, oh, shut up, you fucking idiot. He wanted to build like an ostrich farm. He wanted to build this fucking shit mall that no one goes to. And yeah. it's like, you're a dick, mate. No one respects this man who is low-key the villain of this whole story. <laughs> It's almost the whole, let's just catch the audience up scene as they just say everything that's ever happened. Town's Exposition. broke. I've got an ostrich farm. You've been gone for 10 years. You missed your dad's funeral. Always tell, never show. Here is the Chekhov's gun for the next eight scenes. Yeah, so Chris delivers this right hook to the, the mayor. The police are there, Sheriff Mum and Deputy Pete, I think. She sort of pretends to arrest him in front of the mayor, tells the mayor to go home because, again, she doesn't have any respect for him either. Uh, and then she lets Chris go because uh, they've got a bit of they got a bit of sexual history, which Mm-mm. we may or may not get into later. Does it matter? Not in any way does it relate <laughs> to this movie, no. <laughs> we then take it over to a deputy's house. And this is where things are kicking off a little bit. He's doing some work on his house. He has a bit of a spat with his wife. And his cat goes inside the drywall. And luckily, there is also one of these giant spiders in the drywall. And what could have been just like a horror scene where you hear this cat (laughs) die actually is a very entertaining sequence where the cat and the spider have this cartoonish battle where imprints are actually being made in the drywall between the cat's paws, the spider body, the cat's face, the cat's paws again, up until it gets to the ceiling light where unfortunately it is an electrocuted to death. It's pretty horrific. Sounds horrible. Horrific, but pretty funny. The voice... Or sound effects before that do make it sound like the greatest Spider versus Cat Kung Fu match yeah. ever is taking place. <laughs> they they literally use like karate flick, like fucking um, like sound effects. It's like it's awful. Like someone who works with drywall at work, I'm telling you, if someone hits that, you just make a hole in it. It doesn't make a perfect. Im- it's not fucking plaster scene. It doesn't make like a fucking perfect imprint of a spider's face oh man it made me so cross but we were told that in a week these spiders are gonna double in size again yeah if they keep eating the crickets yeah but that's the yeah but they're now like four five times the size and he hasn't been there to feed them they're just going around eating everyone's pets now so are they just necking crickets between eating every pet in the town then (laughs) they've got to have a cricket chaser with any other meal (laughs) They have worker spiders bringing back the crickets into the caves. <laughs> the crickets with boots and a hat on, sitting yeah. at the lake with a little net. <laughs> the alternative is that, because we see them go into the mines later on, that they've been amongst the chemicals there that are in the mines and being around these chemicals is oh, enough to yes, make them right. keep growing. But why isn't every animal in the mine also getting huge? Why aren't I seeing a 10-foot tall canary, Evan? I, oh my I, God. I would really love to put an adjoining Canary pin versus in this, spider. Because I'm going to mention I want this to see later. an unofficial Big Bird origin story. <laughs> 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 oh, my God. You zoom out of 
the Sesame Street studio and there's fucking 80-foot spiders terrorising the world. It's actually a post-apocalyptic pocket dimension. This is how we have to learn to read now. There are no more schools. Listen to the bird. <laughs> the bird goes quiet. That means we're all screwed. Oh, my God. Well, we depart from the spiders momentarily because we're having a small romance scene. Chris shows up at Sheriff Mum's house with some flowers, thinking that the the best way to ask someone out is to show up to their house right after you've assaulted someone <laughs> with just some flowers you pick from someone's yard. But she is kind of, like, happy with that, and this just building their relationship for later on. Mike, in the meantime, is heading back to the spider farm. Yeah, this is where, just before this, he's with his Aunt Gladys. It took me a very long time. It took me to the end of the movie to realise why... She matters so much to him yeah. because he gives so much of a fuck. But we find out that 10 years ago he punched the sheriff's husband in the face and then instantly just went, oh, I guess I have to leave town for 10 years then. For minor assault. <laughs> is that what, it, like, is that what it, it is then? The statute of limitations on punching someone in the face is 10 years and now he can come home? Because now he has to leave again if that's the case. You have to get off a bus, <laughs> punch the mayor, and then just fuck straight back off. So like, you bought a return. Yeah. <laughs> Here's some flowers. I'll see you in ten years. <laughs> Don't go getting knocked up or seeing someone else. I'll be back in ten. <laughs> yeah, Mike visits this spider farm, even though we've established at this point, his mum establishes that Mike is afraid of spiders. They give him nightmares every night. And he walks into this web-strewn building. He can't find Joshua there. There's no spiders there. And he goes straight out the back and into the mine. No, don't do that. <laughs> which is just so prevalent in this town. We're going to get into that more later. But you can basically get into the mine from anywhere. Uh, and this is where all the spiders are gone. And this is where we see that the, the kid has been listening to the director too much. Because he has a Casio Pocket PC with video recording capabilities. Oh, and he's in the yes, middle of a shop that's full of spider webs, and then he's going into a mine that's full of giant spiders. The only thing he videos is his own fucking face as he describes everything around him. It makes <laughs> no sense. He is 100% tell, don't show every time. We need exposition, Cole. We don't know what's going on unless a character is telling us what is happening. So he's, I'll, I'll tell you what he's saying. He's saying the spiders are likely five times their original size. That is what he posits to us. And then he looks down the mine and he sees a spider, which is clearly 50 times the size of its original size. So even when they're telling, it's not what we're being shown. No, there are some... I'm going to say it now, guys. There's some continuity errors in the plot here. (laughs) I'm not sure the VFX guys spoke to the guys making the movie (laughs) right in the script. You want a big spider, eh? Yeah, all right. How big? I'll show you big, mate. <laughs> you ever seen an SUV? <laughs> well, Mike ditches out of there and he starts walking home. And at the same time, Chris, our supposed protagonist, is in the mine with some of the townsfolk who used to be miners. And he's telling them, you know, avoid the methane gas. Just look for this vein. This will save the town. He heads out because he doesn't want any part of that. He's driving home and he picks up a hitchhiking mic and I put here brackets hitchmiking on the way into town. (laughs) Uh, Nice, nice. Thank you. Here Mike uh, says to Chris that the the crickets 
uh, with the the reason that the spiders have grown this big. They've killed Joshua and broken free of their cages. He's essentially warning him that the big spider's going to be moving into town. But this is a kid telling adult kid stuff. He's not believing it, even though he's shown him a giant spider leg. Chris is like, that's a cactus, bro. Yeah. Even if someone tells you that someone's dead, probably try and follow it up. I'm- Children, children are children. Don't believe everything they say. As an adult, you have a responsibility to be like, all right, maybe he's onto something. Here. <laughs> if they say someone's dead, maybe look into it a little bit. And he's not like this fucking fantiful, like, mad child who was always made. He's a little booky little nerd. No, the, the <laughs> film completely spiders. forgets to establish that this boy may be anything other than the thing he presents himself yeah. as, which is a truthful, <laughs> yeah. smart boy. Yeah. Well above the average <laughs> IQ of a child of his age. <laughs> who knows more about spiders than anyone other than maybe the guy who was raising the spiders. But to be fair, he was killed by spiders, so he probably does know more than him. Yeah, should have got bigger tanks. <laughs> oh, and then we shoot back over to the mine. Horrible scene, this. Oh, where ugh. one of the miners, he's trying to like clear airflow in a pipe he needs and he's sucking on it to get whatever debris in it out and you see this bulge move up the tube and it mm. goes into his mouth and you see this guy oh. filled with shock yes and the boys are rightfully disgusted here <laughs> because then the things in his cheeks start wriggling round and he opens his mouth slightly and five you know they're not massive but they're bigger than you want orb weaver spiders crawl out of his mouth and onto the ground they make all these cute little noises and and they go away and you think oh well he got off lucky didn't he you know, he's not dead right now like you you thought they crawl yeah. into his stomach and it'd be like the mummy but no then 80 fucking massive spiders surround him in the mine and that guy who wasn't given a name for good reason is dead but that dude's a fairly big actor i believe i'm, I'm looking no at david our cat no <laughs> he's not that I'm, do you I not fucking... know the story of chris mccormick i've definitely seen it <laughs> <laughs> everyone else fucking does it's like he's the only thing that happened in the last 10 years <laughs> everyone just spends their entire time telling him about him you haven't <laughs> been here you punched that guy your dad died you own the mine. <laughs> Hang on. I've just c- completely flying back to the beginning. Did you say his sister's Patricia Arquette that was in Stigmata? I think so. Do you mean Patricia Arquette that was in Boyhood and Holes and all those really good films? Possible. I'll say, okay, never mind. So she actually is a big actress then. Okay, never mind. I only mention Stigmata because as I came up, my mum and Chloe put on Stigmata and had mentioned Patricia Arquette. They might not even be related. I just heard Arquette and thought, hey, there's a fact I can have for the podcast. I'll just make up that they're brother and sister. (laughs) Same woman. I'm looking at it now. She was in Little Nicky, Nightmare on Elm Street, Holes, (laughs) Boyhood. Are they related? Or did I just lie? they are related. Oh my God, look at me go. (laughs) I can just say anything I want, and it'll probably be right. Hey, you know Chris McCormick, all right? <laughs> she was also in CIS Cyber, so not all of her career was good. <laughs> no, the Arquettes burn out. They they burn bright and fast. <laughs> <laughs> they got to step down from that chair eventually. <laughs> wow, well, I don't even know where we are now. Okay, the guy just got fucked up by spiders. Yeah, so uh, Mike goes home and he tries to explain the situation to Sheriff Mum about big spiders, that is. But she insists that this is all TV-induced paranoia. This boy watched too many scary movies, even though this is the first time this is set up in the movie. She doesn't want to believe it. 
We then go over to Mayor Wade's house and he's on a call with someone. Brett's about to go out somewhere and he overhears that the mayor has already started storing toxic chemicals inside the mine without the town's permission. This is why he's trying to get them to sell because he's, al- he's already done the deal with whatever company this is, which is what Carl was referring to earlier. So it's all his fault. Everything's his fault. Yeah, I guess, but that's never brought up again in the movie. This never. is not an important scene, but I felt like maybe it should be mentioned, so I have done so. Never never held accountable for his actions, this man. Not at all. But no, he's he survived. <laughs> Stop voting for him. <laughs> Someone has to vote for this ponytail prick. This is, I mean, I have a lot of issues with this film, but this, one of the issues that bugged me is the guy who's the descendant of people who have owned the only mine in this town that only has mining in order to make a living is apparently the good guy and lives in a shithole terraced house, but the mayor's got a farm and a mansion. And <laughs> Yeah, I'm guessing not a profitable mine, but... I understand you. It's a gold mine. Even a shit gold mine is making good money. <laughs> I mean, if it's a shit gold mine, he's, he owns a hole in the ground. Yeah, yeah, that's true. <laughs> that's true. I could have one of those if my new house comes through. <laughs> <Woo-hoo>. <laughs> well, nothing comes of a scene. Um, but Mayor Wade, after engineer's call, he hears some commotion out on the ostrich farm, which is one of his other loony ideas for raising money for the people in town. So he heads out there, and he's standing in the middle of this farm. Ostriches are being sucked into the ground. He doesn't really react to this in any other way than, like, just hearing the noise of it. He doesn't notice that five of his ostriches are just suddenly gone. And then yeah. he just goes back inside. This is the first instance of the trapdoor spiders that we see, isn't it? Yes. And they are, yes. by far, apart from maybe the tarantula later on, that's pretty spoopy. But the trapdoor spiders are real scary in this. I couldn't say for sure, but I assume it's a practical effect and it's a bloody good one. For sure. This is one of the major things I remember about this movie. And even though I've never seen a trapdoor spider in real life, or even know if they're really real, terrify me. One of my least favourite types of spiders, because (laughs) there's no sign of them until you trigger them. Yeah. My only memory from this film was a man got stun-gunned in the balls and pissed himself. We're getting to it. I did not remember that, but we're getting to that fucking scene. Because every time ever I saw a stun gun afterwards, I was always like, I wonder if that's true. (laughs) It is, apparently. Piss yourself. Apparently Oh, there you go. I mean, probably, but then also probably you can't have kids and you have to have your balls removed. Yeah, (laughs) like it's probably worse for you than this guy gets it. But we'll get to it. This stun gun can power an entire mine shaft. So he's not having kids. Don't. Don't get me started. <laughs> Should be dead. But wait, wait, we're jumping way ahead. Let's get there. Next up, we're back over to Gladys's house, who is not an important character, but we keep going she to her. She is very important. <laughs> and she is listening to Conspiracy Radio. We will risk our life for Gladys at some point. Yeah, for some reason. Because I was very glad aunt. at the end he said Aunt Gladys because I was I spent the entire movie going, why does he give a fuck about this receptionist? <laughs> <laughs> I suppose this is just to remind us that this conspiracy radio guy is still about because we're going to need him a bit later on, I suppose. But other than that, there's no real significance to the scene. Do you no. know what I love about him, though, is that he is evidence of how ridiculous the world we live in today is because he's meant to be this like satire just beyond belief satire of yeah any sort of conspiracy theorist but he sounds like most of what the the americans listen to as news joe nowadays. rogan 
He sounds like Joe Any Rogan. of that shit. There is ve- there is no difference between him saying why do the why do, sorry why do the space aliens want to probe the 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 asses of dogs and Alex Jones saying they're turning the frogs gay. <laughs> That's how far we've gone. They're turning the frogs gay. Him and Alex Jones could have a very 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 funny conversation together, and only one of them would know it's a joke. <laughs> And what's strange is that this movie, this movie was 2002, and this is played off, obviously, as a piss take in this movie, this guy. But then in, have you boys seen Godzilla vs. Kong? Yes. Yes. In that movie, there is a conspiracy theorist who is a main character in that movie and who yeah. is, like, important to the plot because of his views. It's the mainstream now, isn't it? a strange turnaround. Well, it's, it's become almost cool, hasn't it? You think, we are talking about it earlier and how podcasts are now the conspiracy thing but everyone listens to po- well everyone of our demographic listens to podcasts everyone but doesn't it's... listen to ours no no <laughs> yeah. be easier if everyone did yeah but we appreciate you who does yes continue listening thank you very much but it's it's one of those it's this mad thing that's like was formerly like this like weird outlandish thing and now it's just part of the mainstream that we all live in although aliens are real and giant spiders might be real too so get your shotguns ready oh well Gladys is listening to conspiracy radio that is the whole nugget of that scene in the next scene just as short chris goes for a shave and really the only point of this scene is to introduce us to the two barbers i don't remember their names one of leroy yeah i'm gonna guess it Leroy the barber for one of them, looking at Johnny's name in this chair. <laughs> oh yeah, oh yeah, there we go. I don't know the other. <laughs> I just love that they got a barber to give him a straight razor shave and couldn't be asked to find one old man with a steady hand. Because yeah. if that if that was a real straight razor, that place is going to look like an abattoir. He pretty much just falls into his face <laughs> with the shakiest hand. When he says hold still, I don't know if he's talking to David Arquette or himself. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's just talking to his own hand. <laughs> hold still, me. Fucking shaky Todd. <laughs> oh, shit. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'll stay. <laughs> oh. Well, now we... We're over to another love scene. Brett and ScarJo, whose character I think is Ash. I think she she's the daughter of the sheriff mum. She's Mike's brother. They're sister. over at some sort of sister. Yeah, whatever I said. <laughs> <laughs> nothing matters, does it? As long as we get through this, nothing I say matters. <laughs> They're at some like love peak where people sit in their cars and they make out and stuff. But in this case... The making out goes too far for Scar Joe. She doesn't want to go all the way. And she, as mentioned previously, tases his balls, which is an appropriate reaction for a woman trying to defend herself. <laughs> Absolutely. Get that motherfucker. He's been a real creeper. But also that changes his life forever. <laughs> <laughs> he is no longer a normal man. No. If such a thing exists. We're now in a post-Me Too movement era where that is deemed horrible which rightly it is but then that is almost like a playful thing which made me so uncomfortable where he was just like oh come on come on that kind of shit and then tasering him in the bollocks is like this comedy bit i was like no he was just being horrible although she does taser him which is good but like yeah he deserved it 
Uh, yeah, I think what was uncomfortable was that he played it off like he did nothing wrong. Yeah. Like, oh, come on. Was, I just wanted... so... Yeah. But a was, nip. Yeah, it was just like, I just I just want a little... I'm just trying to cop a fear, which is, I think, something that he actually says. It's like, oh, yeah. fucking hell, man. 2002 was very different. <laughs> well, I didn't get about this boy's attempted rape of his girlfriend was her main annoyance was, oh, my mum said you'd do this. That's so annoying <laughs> that my mum was right. Yeah. Because yeah. earlier in the movie... Her mum said, that's what boys are like. You need this stun gun. Take this. What does that say about her dad then? What did he... Because Scarlett Johansson's response is just, I'm not like you. I'm not going to get pregnant and end up just stuck in this town. So what did dad do to... Yeah, she goes in hard on her mum as well there. And she's like, I don't deserve that. And I was like, Jesus Christ, it's got a bit heavy. (laughs) Well, we know at minimum her dad cheated on her mum. But from her mum's implication that boys are like that, yeah, maybe something more in- innocuous isn't the right word. Uh, rapey went on, for <laughs> lack of a better, less uh, subtle word. Uh, anyway, um, unfortunately, just as sharks are attracted to blood, spiders cannot resist the sweet scent of teen piss because they immediately <laughs> start to swarm the area. ScarJo gets out of there. She doesn't really notice what's going on. She just wants to get away from Brett. But uh, Brett sees all these jumping spiders coming up on the the peaks of the hill. He takes a big old run first. He's running from these jumping spiders and he reaches all the biker boys, which were waiting maybe 30 (laughs) feet away from where he was sexually assaulting a girl. (laughs) Good friends. Good friends. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, Just in case he needed backup. (laughs) Oh, God. (laughs) No, it's okay, because they all die now. Yeah, yeah. And they all get on their bikes. They're trying to ride away. No, they fucking don't. They run. They try. They try to do something, None of but them they're get getting on their got. bikes. They just start running away. You have bikes. I'm guessing they bought all of these motorbikes on sale because every single one of these motorbikes is exactly the fucking same. They're the <laughs> yeah, same yeah. color. They are the same model, and every single one of them in this like chase scene. There's because there's like three or four of them get away. <laughs> it is the same green and white motorcycle, a Kawasaki, I believe. Is this where we find out that the reason they all ran away? Is- just that those uh, bikes were actually CGI and yeah. amazing, which is <laughs> yeah. why the spiders in this scene look so shit. All the budget <laughs> went on four green Kawasaki bikes because yeah. 2002 was not the year to put CGI in daylight. Oh, oh no, 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 no. The, the spiders in this movie look very good at night. At night, at yes. night. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yes. In the mines, uh, they look brilliant. In the daytime, not so much. But you also know that they really wanted to get the most out of their fucking stuntmen at this point because one of them does a fucking double leg kick out the side and fucking volleys one of the spiders <laughs> yes, yeah, midair. Yeah. <laughs> well, we've got him for the day. Do some tricks. We'll, we'll do it in post. It'll look good. Don't worry, mate. <laughs> Don't worry. Nobody will notice that these 12 boys aren't the same one stunt boy. <laughs> Just do a scissor kick midair. It'll be fine. It'll it'll look cool. He does that kick and drives out in front of a truck, which then crashes and explodes. So he's just witnessed all his friends die, a trucker die, and his response is just, yes. (laughs) Yeah. He kills a blue-collar hero just doing his nine-to-five, and he's no remorse. Not one ounce of remorse, this man feels. This boy And it turns out... He doesn't even kill all the spiders because after his little celebration, more spiders appear and he has to keep on going anyway. The only thing he does is apparently kill the phone lines as this truck takes out the pole. Yeah. Unfortunately, this is only the year 2002 
and the mobile phone won't be invented until minus 20 years from then, so they're all screwed. <laughs> well, boys, luckily, we're back over to Gladys's house now, a very oh. important character in this movie, and her dog has gone missing. So she's gone looking for it inside her house, Poor little uh, and it's disappeared into just a hole in the back <laughs> of her house. Because every house in this town, apparently, to get permission to build a house, you have to adjoin it to an entrance to a mine. <laughs> <laughs> it's the quickest way to work, mate. It's a very poor town. You've got to save on that commute. Just climb straight down. <laughs> straight down the mine hole. I'm already at work. <laughs> These people were doing work from home long before we were. Yeah, I will say in this film, they're not scared to kill off animals, where in most films they are, especially dogs. They love it. They don't like dogs being killed in films. I I didn't expect the dog to get got, if I'm honest. And then he gets fucking yazzed into the thing and makes this horrible fucking whimpering sound. Oh, no, it's not not nice. Not nice at all. He got a credit. But also, what kind of mine is at basement level? (laughs) <laughs> you're one story down from a house and you're already in the fucking mine let's hope that gold i actually i did some fucking research on this the average mine is between 500 and 2000 meters below the surface <laughs> so how deep is this basement <laughs> we've, we've already established it's the shittest mine in the world yeah they're just not looking also, deep enough we didn't see what hill she had to walk down to get to her front door <laughs> she might have fucking <laughs> rolled down Let, let's split the difference like a two and a half well 1250 meter hill down to her house which then is in like mining territory no i'm afraid that isn't correct what they've done here is lazy writing evan and you fucking know it (laughs) maybe 80 year old gladys isn't climbing a ladder every day to get to the pub (laughs) on the way down amazing fireman's pole on the way up not so good (laughs) (laughs) who who did the dog voice call See, this is where it gets a bit questionable, because apparently they had three different voice actors for this movie. Okay. And the only one that Frank Welker is credited for when I did a bit of looking around was Consuela, who only popped up at the end. Oh my god, he's actually in it. I do wonder, was he just asked, do you want to do the uh, noises for the spider in our spider horror movie? He's like, yeah, I'll do the the monster in your movie. 400 spiders. I'll do one. I will do one. Get someone else for the rest. He's a big name they got, artist. They got some guy from the Batman, and they got another guy from Pinky and the Brain as well. Oh, okay. Pinky and the Brain. Three different voice Oof. actors, and you can tell because every noise that has ever been made by humans. Right. Okay. Is in can this we touch movie. on this now? I think now <laughs> is a good time. This is the space to do it. <laughs> every single one of these spiders, when they're moving in a pack, sounds like the minions. They aren't spider noises. Spiders don't make a fucking noise. They click at most. Clicking's a noise, so uh, I'll Una reverse you there. Okay, but do they growl, Evan? Do they growl like a lion? (laughs) They don't sound like minions, no. (laughs) Do they they say ow when their foot gets trapped? When they go down a a zip wire, do they go... (laughs) No, but my boy Frank Welker does. They, they 100% just got these voice actors, put them in a booth, and went, do you know every animal, creature, or monster noise you've ever made? Yeah, that. Do that. Do that now. <laughs> Go. Do it. Do it. Do it. <laughs> Even if there were other voice actors involved, I have no doubt 
Frank Welker was the director for voice acting in this, which is a real thing. For significance, for, for you listening right now, Frank Welker has been a concurrent, amazing through line throughout this podcast where, I won't even say character, there is an entity in a movie where you would not expect a person need to voice because mm-hmm. there are resources online, such as animal noises, that could do the job for you. But instead, they hire this man, who is the voice of Fred in the original Scooby-Doo, and a hell of a lot more. This man has well over 300 roles, and he has voiced stuff in Anaconda. He was Frank the Dog in Space Jam. He was Kangaroo Jack. He was Kangaroo Jack in Kangaroo Jack! <laughs> Does he do any research into what animals sound like? Doesn't have to. He's motherfucking Frank Welker. What, what does an anaconda sound like? You don't know, I don't know, he doesn't know. More like a pig, pig from what pig-ish. we've learned. No, yeah, yeah, piggish. So I was ecstatic. I was hoping he would be in this movie when I knew there were spiders in it because I knew they'd make noises and you'd hope that the king of stealing a living would be <laughs> the voice of such characters. But also they, even if it, there were extra people, like those are other, the Batman and Pinky in the Brain, fantastic animations, I'm sure fantastic voice actors. I'm positive they took direction from him because these noises were so oh. akin to like the Gremlins, which yeah, he yeah, was yeah. a massive part um, of. Oh my God, that's Clearly such it, a it good parallel. It was, it, yeah. That is the, the Gremlin sound is the sound of these spiders. Not exactly. individually, but when they're moving as a group, it is just <laughs> Gremlins. <laughs> All that, yeah. Yeah, that exactly. You're not allowed to take that out. (laughs) I'm not going to. That was spot on, and I knew it was when I was doing it. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I love you, Frank. Frank Welker appreciation pod. I'm sure it's serious work to him, but (laughs) at some level of his call... He knows he's stealing a living. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> there must be moments where he's walked out of a studio when he's been asked to do a snake impression and spent the entire day pretending to be a pig and gone, can't believe I got away with that. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. I love you, Frank. <laughs> anyway, Gladys is, she's wrapped up by one of the spiders and we're not to see her until much later on in the movie. Who? Gladys, the ant, who we don't know as the ant right now. Right now, to us, she's still just a random old lady who is working as a secretary, assumedly for the whole mine. (laughs) (laughs) Let's not question that. We don't have time and the film definitely can't explain it. Chris follows uh, Gladys into the mine, but he doesn't go all the way in. He finds a massive spider leg and he's like, ah, shit, this isn't a cactus. It's a massive spider leg. And he, he goes over to Mike's house and he shows it to him and he's like, what's going on? And Mike luckily has created some bespoke software for calculating the <laughs> mutational growth of spiders compared to the size of an average size male in 2002. And Mike reveals that, yeah, this is a big spider. Uh, and his mum finally believes him, I think. This boy is a nerd. Yeah. Yeah. But also still a cool boy. I think my favourite character in this movie. Oh. The least yeah. shade on him. Unashamedly. Unashamedly. Jesus Christ. He is my favourite. Yeah, would be dead without him. Without this eight-year-old boy. <laughs> Everybody in this town would be dead. In the end, they're all like following his direction as well. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the boy says so. The boy that lived. <laughs> I just love that he puts it. He puts in the measurement of the new leg into his yeah. special spider <laughs> software, and, and, it, and it grows on the screen. And David Arquette just goes, 
Yes, that is the size of the spider I saw that left this leg. <laughs> Your software did exactly the same as a human eye. <laughs> yep, that is as big as I said it was. Well, as they're going through these fucking interesting calculations, a spider breaks in to the room of a freshly showered Scarlett Johansson. Another parallel to arachnophobia, because we get a sexy spider shower scene in that. With an underage girl. Um, And I believe this is why this film got greenlit. I know she's 17. (laughs) I'm not saying she's sexy. The movie is trying to tell me she's sexy. There's no reason for her to be in a towel. She could just be in her room. Yeah, exactly, Johnny. That's exactly what my brain was saying. Yes, exactly, Carl. That's exactly what my brain was like. Oh, I don't need to see this. So none of us are in the wrong, definitely, and it's all the film's fault. Um, Chris and the family hear the commotion and they go into the room to help her. They try and fend off the spider with a chair and all that, and it's all very tenuous for a moment. But this is all whilst Sheriff Mum gets her big fucking shotgun. She comes into the room and she blasts that cunt. She fires that times. gun like someone who's never fired a shotgun oh, in their fucking she life. She fires every weapon like a woman who's never held a weapon before <laughs> it is she fires she's holding this the stock of this shotgun underneath her fucking shoulder it's in her armpit surprise surprise the barrel it's it's not even really firing i would imagine but it's just like popping no, everywhere later on yeah. she fires into fucking like a crowd oh. of people this is not a trained person with a shotgun there, there are points there are points later on where she fires half falling over with her eyes closed, just kind of <laughs> somewhere over there. But no shot misses in this movie. That's important no, of course to point no. Out. She is incredibly accurate, which we're going to get to in a second. And for anybody who doesn't know, if you fire a shotgun with the the stock under your arm, you are no longer holding that shotgun no. after you fired it. No, no, it that... is now behind you. <laughs> <laughs> but she can she can take out a spider from two hundred meters with that shotgun. <laughs> Oh, we're, we're gonna get shotguns, famously precise weapons. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm not a fan of, I guess, the acting for this particular scene. <laughs> no, I mean, especially because when you, I, I, when I watched these interviews with the actors, she spoke about doing her research because her dad's a cop. You didn't do him proud, but I, I did. I did like that. Um, they didn't go with the usual "the man saves the day" thing. Of course, it's yeah. the sheriff who, because usually it's the, the police force that are incompetent in these sorts of movies but obviously the policewoman with the gun training is going to be the one to save the day as our hero quite goes unquote. pass me those dull scissors and then just gets stuck to a wall instantly yeah I know, I know what you mean though it's nice especially in 2002 where that wouldn't have been a thing not that would guaranteed. have happened. no not guaranteed yeah. it was in many ways very progressive of them to make the woman the 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 actual action star in many ways of this film yeah, our hero is useless and he obviously would be useless in this situation <laughs> he i mean he's not even good at acting so <laughs> well i think those two things are linked i think it's they wanted to meet make uh, our protagonist the main hero to do everything but he was so bad at acting they just could not convince anyone watching on a screen that this guy could do anything he was trying to fire the shotgun with the butt against his forehead you lady you do it (laughs) just snaps his head back like a kit kat This is how you do it, right? Well, shit, yeah. They fuck the shit out of that spider. 
Sheriff Mum, she phones Pete the deputy, tells him to grab every gun in the police station and bring them over to his house. So he packs them up and, and gets going. Gets all them gats. Yeah, boy. We also have an iconic scene here where, and it's the one I remember most, I think, where we head back to the barber's house yeah. and the barber Leroy is sat in the chair and he's speaking with the other barber who had the straight razor earlier and these spider legs come around the chair and grab him. I Horrible. thought it's when grim. we watched Arachnophobia, that was that movie. Yeah, yeah, Which is yeah. why I was disappointed when the spiders were so small in that. But it turns out it's this and it is a great shot in a movie that otherwise does not deserve this, it. This is the, mm-hmm. the clear distinction between arachnophobia and this film, I think. Because with the uh, arachnophobia, they're very venomous, not poisonous. Is that, mm. wait, is that the right? I, I don't no, know. Sam, right. Sam will right, correct yes. me. The poison is very venomous, yeah. Yeah, thank you. But that that's what makes it scary. It's the size of them. It's like the sheer, like, the legs creeping round on this massive thing. Yeah. If that was a little spider crawling, although that would still be horrible, the like sheer size of it is what makes it scary. So like, I th- I think that's that's what makes this film. Although arachnophobia, I think, is maybe better put together. This film is technically on paper scarier. Also, arachnophobia had much better sound editing. Yeah. If they didn't yeah. sound like fucking goblins, <laughs> it might be a good horror movie. Yeah, it has, the, oh. it has good horror moments, but then they just stick in weird noises. Yeah, Frank. Yeah, you fucking bitch. Sorry, I, I love you, Frank. <laughs> I'm not a dog trying to get on this sofa, Evan. You don't have to talk to me like that. Get, get down, get down. <laughs> well, the, the main purpose of the scene is that spiders are all over the town now. They've well and truly invaded and nobody is safe. Mike, he knows that these spiders are mostly nocturnal and that all of them are going to be coming out of the mine to feed at this time. So he has the idea and he tells his mum, who's the sheriff, and Chris, who is just a guy who has come back to town, (laughs) that they should go to the radio station to make a broadcast. I say radio station, the guy's van, the conspiracy theorist guy, to make a broadcast to the townspeople who all listen to it, you know, to tell them to, to go to the mall. That's where they'll be the safest. Pete, the deputy, shows up. He comes outside the house. He does a bunch of honking to let everyone know that he's there. And a bunch of jumping spiders go up. And this is literally what we were just referring to. The sheriff comes out with a shotgun and fires what is easily 30 yards away at a spider. But manages only to hit the spider. Pinpoint. Pete is within a meter of the spider. (laughs) And luckily does not get eviscerated by the buckshot of a shotgun. This is not the stuff we should be concerned about. We should be concerned with moving forward. Sheriff Mum and Chris make it to the conspiracy man's van and they're going to make this broadcast to the rest of the town about the giant spiders. There's this whole bit about whether or not they're aliens. It's not important. Uh, But this is... Space aliens. Thank you. Oh, my apologies. Space aliens. Uh, yes, not illegal aliens. She's an American copper. She'd shoot either yeah. way. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Border town. But she's only hitting one at a time. She's accurate <laughs> as fuck. I mean, she has to pick up the gun after every fucking round of fight. <laughs> but she's getting. <laughs> this is the bit where they're they're in there and the, all the spiders are swarming, right? And then this is where we see the big boys, the tarantula. That yeah, comes boy. In and it's on the side of the. He's got like this big airstream, like caravan trailer thing, and it's rocking it back and forward. And I was like, that spider could 
pull that thing apart like it was a fucking Kit Kat, right? Yes. So I did a little bit of calculations for this, boys. <laughs> what I've done my favorite bit. is I, I assumed that the body of that spider is roughly the size of the police car. I think that's fair to say. It's big, yeah. maybe weight-wise, including more. the yeah. legs, right? An SUV, even. Yeah, an SUV. <laughs> so that police cruiser weighs 3,677 pounds, which is roughly... Over three tons. Si- yeah, 1,650 kilograms. Tarantula's strength-weight ratio increases linearly, so it would be accurate as to the size increase. It's roughly six times stronger than its weight. Hang on, pause. I feel like we're making top trumps right yeah. now. I feel like we're the team <laughs> coming up with the idea of top trumps. Giant spider. <laughs> Straight six times. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Carry on, but, sorry. But, but from that weight ratio thing, its elastic strength in its muscles is roughly, roughly 10,000 kilos. Some can lift up to 70 times their own weight, but let's go by the six time rule. That is two and a half times a hippopotamus. <laughs> That's what it could lift. Or six times a Ford Taurus. Or my personal favourite, which I referenced in the um, Lake Placid episode, 21,428 Kansas Stella. <laughs> <laughs> the only that is a strong fucking spider. <laughs> that spider would rip that fucking trailer to fucking pieces. <laughs> All I'm hearing is buy an Airstream. <laughs> it's the greatest advert for airstreams that I've ever heard. Somehow it survives. Uh, the tarantula doesn't make it in, and they manage to tell everyone in town to make it to the prosperity mall. After this, I mean, this is basically the rest of the movie, but we'll do maybe 10 <laughs> scenes of this now. It is just a series of scenes of people trying to get to the mall whilst also being attacked by spiders. And it's not characters we know no it is just people NPCs. around the town we yeah. are introduced to old man jesus in a cafe yeah yeah <laughs> never see him get to the mall is that just him dead now i guess so why were we shown him specifically he got his own <laughs> shot twice and then he runs out of a door and he's never at the mall no we also get man who puts ladder over the ground to get across the trapdoor spiders which yeah. is an iconic scene and also i think linked to tremors yeah they do that in tremors the strength of that spider would send him 10 feet in the air if it opened that trap door he would all be, i'm yeah. hearing is buy that ladder <laughs> <laughs> i think like optimistically one out of three people's getting killed in this scene right oh yes death yes, so yes, far yes. in the fucking hundreds there are not many people in the mall at no, the end no. for sure yeah <laughs> Um, we're over at the mall now and the mayor is coming out after noticing that it's pretty empty because this was one of his kind of shit projects to to get more money spent in the town but the people in the town don't have money so how are they going to spend the money there and he comes out and people are arriving so he thinks oh fantastic finally in the middle of the night this is gaining popularity oh yeah because he's in the mall at a burger joint eating an ostrich burger made from the ostriches that he raises so he's paying to raise an ostrich to sell the ostrich meat to be the only one in there buying an ostrich burger no one said the mayor's good with money carl 
this, this man has driven this small mining town into the fucking ground. He is the villain. The spiders are but a blip in this town's fucking history. He is the true villain. And the last scene he was in, he was watching his ostriches disappear before his eyes. And he's not worried about it. He's at the mall grabbing a burger. Oh, that's made me a bit hungry. Yeah. <laughs> when you're going to get one of these burgers again, all the ostriches are gone. <laughs> but yeah, they all now show up at the mall, including our cops and Dougie Doug and Chris McCormick. And there's this running joke beforehand of Lee Harvey Oswald's gun. Yeah, weird, right? So when he goes through, when Pete goes through the gun locker he's like oh lee harvey oswald's gun that's weird why do we have that and then they get to the thing get to the mall and dougie doug just goes this is a weird day lee harvey oswald's gun did a bit of googling not the same gun right not even the same gun no the same type of gun it's ridiculous that's like some enfield or something from like the second world war which granted it's an old gun so any gun previous to 2002 is the same gun that shot jfk in these people's minds it's a completely unnecessary bit no, it's so weird. And and they didn't even bother to get the right gun for the bit. It's not even the fucking conspiracy theory guy, who is the guy who would know about that, who would bring that up. It's like randomers in the town who are just like, oh, the fucking Lee Harvey Oswald gun. It's very strange. Just never comes up again. What else do you say about it? They just never mention it again. Well, there are lots of things in this movie that are just, what was thought was going to be a hit was actually a miss. You just have to accept that it happened and move on. And this is... Probably the biggest one of all of them. And, honestly, the next half an hour of the movie. This is where I messaged you, Carl, wondering how there was half an hour of the movie left. I truly thought we'd seen everything we needed to see and we would be wrapping up about now. I didn't know how we'd squeeze in another... It was actually 40 minutes of the movie. And it's all just spider stuff now, which I know is what you came for. If you're coming to a spider movie, you expect a lot of spider stuff. But 40 minutes of people just milling about with spiders is too much. Yeah. it's The plot's kind of a bit wet as well. There's not really anything. It's it's kind of like a zombie film, but you don't have the... That, yeah, that is what it is. Most zombie films end up at the mall. Yeah. And it's odd You're for the spider on. movie to end up there. But yeah. at the same time, I feel like they then didn't know what to do to bring in the comedy of the horror comedy. So it was just, what about more stupid noises? Yeah. Well, exactly. That's where the comedy had to come from was that the spiders couldn't really act like spiders. But this is where they became way more animated now. Yeah, they were so slow. Yeah, they they, they just get Spiders nerfed. move fast and horrible and they're clicky. That's why people are afraid of them because they're jaunty and you can't really comprehend their movement. Yeah. As they chase people to the mall, they're literally jumping street lengths in one exactly. go. Exactly. Yes. And then they get to the mall here. and then they just yeah, amble forward infuriating whilst making gremlin noises. I think they don't know how far they can jump. They don't want to splat themselves against the side of the mall. Oh. One of them hides in a tent. Yeah. And then oh, sneaks don't, up behind don't someone. Don't even fucking get me started when on he's that. not looking. Mother, yeah. how is that spider walking in that tent? Okay, basically, later it, on, yeah. we're, we're jumping ahead a bit, but it doesn't matter for the plot. No, it's one, of the, one of the barbers the from earlier is in this, in this like, it's like a sports shop or something. And there's a spider in a tent, but the, the tent is lifting up and walking. 
Has this spider never heard of a ground sheet? What this spider's mm-hmm. doing is walking out of the tent, unless its legs are poked through the bottom of this tent. Like, its body's on the bottom. I hated it. I well, hate what it's mimicking is, like, Metal Gear Solid, where you hide in the box, and you can lift the box over your legs and scuttle towards one yeah. of the guards. But what this movie has failed to remember is a tent has a fucking bottom that we sleep on so the fucking spider can't walk on the fucking floor. So the spider will just be moving inside the tent. Exactly, exactly. You're going to be made honest. me so angry. That's not what angered me. It's just It was just wrong for like, the type of movie. It belongs in a Chucky or a Gremlins or a... Yeah. That this w- is those... This was a comedy movie. Was it? I think this is the point. <laughs> In the mall, where you start going, well, we'll dial back the comedy a bit and hype up, bring up the horror. Yes, if it was written well. Yeah, these spiders that are killing everyone, we're now in a confined space with them. This should be the worst bit. But now they're just laughing and walking and the, the spiders, I mean, obviously, not the people. Oh, no, they could, yeah, yeah, yeah. The people are scared and shouting real fucking loud. Whilst, whilst everyone keeps going, we need to be quiet because they're attracted to vibrations. <sighs> what? <laughs> Let's talk at hushed, loud voices. <laughs> Let's power through these scenes because they're all <laughs> fucking useless. So Pete and the sheriff mum, they're all fending off the spiders while people get inside the gate. And then the spiders, you know, they're trying to break in. Chris and Harlan, who is the conspiracy theory radio guy, they go up to the roof because they only have one mobile phone And in 2002, of course, mobile phones required you to be 50 feet above any building in order to make a call. (laughs) So they needed to climb up the satellite on top of the building. Chris makes the call. Suffice to say, whoever he called, which I assume was the military, they didn't believe him. So they're just like, fuck off. Harlan jumps off the roof. Chris ziplines down a wire into a vent. With the most bait fucking zipline ever. It was clearly his coat hiding a fucking harness that he was hanging from it was he wasn't even there was no tension in the jacket either neither does it look cool (laughs) he doesn't he is the nerdiest cunt scared (laughs) going down a zip line and he doesn't even go straight into the vent he lands before it gathers himself and then slowly gets into the vent as the cgi guys try to figure out how to make a spider who is next to him look like he was reacting slow to a man who has landed in front of him. And it is an awful scene, but it doesn't matter because we're powering past it. <laughs> Meanwhile, spiders are crawling up the side of the building. They're up the tower. The big tarantula is breaking in through the, the big steel. They call it a steel door. It is not. It is essentially a garage door outside the front of the building. It breaks through, obviously. Someone suggests among the group that they go down to the storage room of the mall, which, as we know, because it is part of the the permit for getting a building (laughs) built in this town, it must be connected to the mine. Therefore, the storage room is directly connected to the mine. Sometimes you want to go from work straight to the shop or to get an ostrich burger. Or if you work in the mall and the mine, you want to go from work to work. You want to take the kids to the mall? You're not going to take. You're not going to get in traffic, are you? So they go down to a storage room, but then they find out they're trapped down there because there's this extra drawer they can't get out of. 
but we don't need to worry about that for now. The spiders break in through the front entrance. There's many a shot fired off trying to, to keep the spiders back. At this point where they're all lined up in front of this and this big shutter that's come down, which is meant to be the impenetrable gate that they got. Yes. <laughs> that, that which got is maybe a, two centimetres about at, a minute. Yeah, a millimetre, a millimetre, a millimetre <laughs> thick. <laughs> like steel shutter thing. And there, are, everyone else has got shotguns or like... Pop, like fucking garden tools or whatever to try and kill these spiders one motherfucker has a harpoon a harpoon famously for water but also i'm guessing he hopes they all line up in one straight line and he skewers you them like a, you one get, good <laughs> shot other than that you've just got a shit fiberglass club like <laughs> what the fuck was this oh, i hated it i hate it these people have no planning <laughs> Do you know one thing we have forgotten about during all this time? Go on. What is Motorcycle Boy's name? Is it Jesse, or have I just made that up? Brett. Brett. He could be a Jesse, yeah. He could be, yeah. It's all the same name, but he has spent this entire movie driving around the mine. With pissy pants. Every now and again we go back to him, and he's just doing laps around the mine, away from spiders. To be fair, that would be fucking harrowing. That would be so scary. But that in itself as a story an isolated story could be really fucking scary like one guy trying to navigate his way out of a mine every time he gets to a like a dead end or there's like spiders there trying to find somewhere else that in itself is a scary thing no no don't worry about that we've got some fucking old barber with a pitchfork in the fucking thing trying to avoid a fucking spider tent well i'll tell you what's truly <sighs> scary about that is that it would have made this movie half an hour longer so i'm glad yeah. it wasn't fucking <laughs> yeah. but we do see him go about the mine and he also bumps into wayne wade wade, wade. who yeah. had previously left everyone else in the group to go down to the mine they bump into each other wade gets taken off to a spider by a spider it absolutely does not matter at all neither of them are important to the plot as they're all down, nothing is important. No, this a lot next of half hour of the movie do things does not matter. For the last half hour, <laughs> and and then at there's the end, no we relevance. Find out that they were saved because of something that happened about fifty minutes into the movie. <laughs> <laughs> As we were just saying, yeah, Brett is uh, he's driving about, uh, and then he gets on a forklift. And he happens to break through the steel door, which is blocking the storage room of the mall from the mine. Why was that ever put there? Who knows? Why do you need transport from a mine that's no longer used and hasn't been for 20 years to a mall that is barely used anyway? Evan, you're thinking about it. Don't think yeah, it about matter. it. I suppose we, so. we learn an important lesson here. If giant spiders come and you open a door to a mine, all rape attempts forgiven. That is literally <laughs> what I wrote. Ash, bracket Scarlett Johansson, seems pleasantly surprised to see Brett. It's amazing what an invasion of giant spiders could do for forgiving the sexual assault allegations. <laughs> Carl, you're spot on. <laughs> that is the way to get around it. They head further into the mine where they can smell copious amounts of methane gas. And yeah, this is funny what joke though, don't about. we? They go, well, it wasn't me, was it? <laughs> yeah, it smells like farts. Uh, Hilarious. Obviously. Always funny. Always So now, funny. no guns can be fired, no sparks can be lit. Luckily, one of them has a crossbow, so when a spider attacks the guy with glasses on, they manage to kill a different spider, and he gets killed anyway, and we don't need to worry about him. And they then... She is shooting it with her eyes closed, so it's not her fault. <laughs> 
<laughs> and yeah, no. Luckily, you have to reload her crossbow, so it doesn't matter when it shoots behind her because she wasn't holding it properly. <laughs> Against her forehead. <laughs> and they head into like the spider den. This is where later we'll find out that Consuela is based. Right, right. Yes. The CGI for the crossbow kill that she does is arguably the worst out of all of it. They've run out of money by the, now. Absolutely. Yes. She yeah. she blind fires this crossbow and hits it remarkably in what I assume is its head. Do spiders have heads? Let's not get into that. But there's this green... I mean, yeah. Yes, they do. We can get into it. <laughs> it's where Confirmed. the eyes are. Confirmed. There, it's like a spurt of like green goo, similar to which is in Blade. The blood splats in Blade is very reminiscent of the green goo that splats out of this motherfucker. It is yes. dis- it's disgustingly bad. Liquid simulation was not at its finest no, at this no, point no, of no, music. No, no, no. Uh, movie making. <laughs> <laughs> movie making. <laughs> movie making. That's the whiskey. <laughs> <laughs> So they're in this spider den now. It's all covered in webs. There's also bodies everywhere, completely weaved up. You know, some people they know, some people may be still alive, but they don't have time to check them. It's all very tense. They find Wade, the mayor, still alive, who was taken by a spider not long ago. He's all webbed up. Straight out of uh, Lord of the Rings. Looks like Frodo. Yes, yeah, very They she-lob. do the thing yeah. where they bring him down and peel it off of his face, and it's, yeah. Shelob was a year later, so... Oh, okay. Peter Jackson, naughty naughty. thief, that's all I'm hearing. Well, to be fair, they filmed all those movies at the same time, so they did film it before this. All I'm hearing is Peter Jackson's a thief. Okay. <laughs> two, two directors, both from New Zealand, copying his homework over his shoulder. Buy a ladder, buy an airstream, Peter Jackson's a thief. <laughs> We're learning a lot today. Well, back in the mall, the spiders have broken through. Well, I forgot to say, actually, that the sheriff had pinned the forklift up against the door that the spiders were going to try and get through. But they've broken through that. Chris tells everybody to leave. He breaks a light on the way out. We'll find out what that was about in a second. Uh, And he finds Gladys, who we now learn is his auntie, literally 10 minutes from the end of the movie. And they also spot in the same scene the gold vein that his dad was talking about. It's a Mesa Agua, whatever it is. Yes, just behind them. I mean, it's right there, though. Oh, it's been yes. 10 plus years. No one spotted the enormous I think this piece is of from gold on the wall. The dude who got the, the, the spider in his mouth, I think that's what he was getting at before the spiders got him. I think that's what that is leading up to. I think you're giving this movie too much credit. I think I might be, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Also, it was a big old patch of gold. They can't have been looking that hard. (laughs) There aren't patches of gold that big. (laughs) That's simply not how veins of minerals work. They are small, and then you melt them, and then you have a lot. I think. Also, do spiders have heads? You said that so confidently, and I sat here. That could be true. Probably, yeah. Is, that a thing? is Evan thinking of when people are panning for gold in water? <laughs> no, I'm thinking of Patricia Arquette. <laughs> <laughs> he finds Gladys still alive, the gold vein. Then Consuela, Frank Welker, baby. He arrives. She's the big, three times bigger than the male orb weaver spiders arrives. Yeah, she's a big motherfucker. Big mama's in the house. Oh, she's big. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They have a tussle. He has a plan. Just before he meets her, he 
sticks matches to a broken light bulb. Okay. Let's okay. not question no. how that works because there's no glue and not even that. What he's done there is he's broken the fucking circuit. So nothing works there. Yes. So what he's done is he's broken a light and he's put some matches where a light was. Continue. <laughs> <laughs> If Continue. Been in the, 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 the script writing room, this movie would have ended here. Yeah. And yeah. maybe not been made at all. Of course, of course. Really, where do you go from here? But we have to accept that this works. So he sticks some <laughs> some matches where the light bulb used to be. They they get away from Consuela and they're speeding towards where the generator is. At the same time, the rest of the gang, the, the townspeople, are at the generator. And good old Ash, Scar Joe, she's got her taser from earlier. And luckily, this is the world's most powerful taser. And we know this because Brett will no longer be able to conceive. This manages to turn on the previously <laughs> broken generator. But Evan, I posit, would it do that? Or do tasers work purely on ampage and not wattage? Because I watched a video on YouTube not long after watching this scene of a light bulb barely being lit by one taser, let alone a string of lights thousands of meters long being fully illuminated. That the science <laughs> in this movie makes no sense. <laughs> Made me so cross. But yeah, I think we should have been questioning this since why aren't there big crickets? Really, that should have been the point we started thinking this wasn't right. But let's, where, where I can see the last plot point, so let's please get there. It's one away. They turn on the generator with this taser. The electricity goes down the circuit all the way to that. The matches, the filament lights, and it connects with the matches, which then connects with the gas. And you'd almost think that all that really needed to happen was the filament would need to spark. Yeah, yeah, that would have done it. You didn't need the matches, yeah. But yeah, the methane ignites and all the spiders die. But luckily, Chris and Gladys somehow survive. On the, the motorbike. They stole the motorbike from... Yes, the gas-powered motorbike. Uh, <laughs> everything is fine. Don't worry, an electric motorbike. It's no combustion going on there. <laughs> <laughs> It all explodes. Everybody manages to get out. The mayor is obviously concerned about the mall that just imploded. But really, he should be concerned about the copious amounts of toxic waste which were already in the mine that he'd allowed to be stored there, which has now exploded and been released into the atmosphere, causing what I assume would be everything in the area to be turned into yeah. big animals. Setting up the sequel, eight-legged everything. But <laughs> luckily, this is the first and only movie. And that... Thankfully, everyone, is the end of Eight Legged Seeing as though we got through the entire movie without finding a joke for it, Scarlett Johansson plays Black Widow. That's a spider. (laughs) (laughs) Never found it. She does. She does do that. (laughs) If only she'd ever gotten big and we could have made that joke. (laughs) Unfortunately, she was 17 and therefore not quite big enough. No. <laughs> oh, this is actually what? the ending where they please show up as the first point where they say aliens instead of space aliens. Yes, yeah. Just in time, they roll up as the mine explodes, and then they they're all excited about everything, but too little, too late. And we also assume that there was no spiders outside of the mine, which there absolutely fucking would have been. Absolutely, yeah. 
but let's not worry about that because the movie doesn't. So this is the end. <laughs> I did love looking into the director of this, whose name I'm going to ruin it, Ellery Elkayem, just because I feel like he would be the most disappointing person to meet at a dinner party when you find out he's a movie director. <laughs> And after this movie, you get to go, oh, what, what else did you direct? Do you remember Return of the Living Dead? I did two made-for-television sequels to that. <laughs> <laughs> do, do you remember Without a Paddle? Oh, vaguely, it was all right. Well, I made the sequel to that already pretty awful movie oh, that one review God. described solely as unnecessary. <laughs> <laughs> And then I never worked again. Was it called With a Paddle? Uh, yeah. It was called Without a Paddle, Nature's Calling. Oh, <sighs> bad, 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 bad. Terrible. What a fucking terrible film. Well, hang on. Hang on. <laughs> Let me do the question. Carl, <laughs> so, you think that was good, do you? No. <laughs> no, it's, <laughs> it's fine. Like, for what it is, it, it's all right, but... It's one of those where they try sell it as it's a hom- it's a homage to the old school B movies, and I feel like a lot of people then feel like that's an excuse to make a bang average nothing movie. But yeah, Indiana Jones is a homage to B movies, and they're amazing, seminal. Yeah, so it's it's got great moments. Obviously, anything like the scene where the legs are coming from behind the chair burned into your brain. A man gets yeah. tasered in the balls and pisses himself. Stitch stays with you forever, it turns out. <laughs> Hilarious. And other things happened, I guess. <laughs> but it's fine. I wasn't miserable. It just, I thought that was in a, a movie I saw, did I? Ah, <laughs> uh, okay. <laughs> so it, I, I didn't dislike it. It is obviously fucking stupid. There are many, many things that I dislike about it. Mainly the voices of the spiders. That irritated me beyond belief. But like you said, there's these moments in it that it's they do sear into your brain. Another one that we didn't touch on is when they're coming towards the the mall and there's like the, a long sh- street scene of all the spiders like climbing over buildings, over cars, and there's people running towards the mall. That's something that's seared into my brain as well. There's, there's these really like nice moments of cinematography that is just fine as opposed to brilliant but they they should have made it a horror as opposed to this comedy allegedly but it's i, I don't know it, it was just ruined it was undercut by like the squeals and like they're trying to be like funny with these little bits and it was just it was rubbish cgi for the time i'm guessing was fine like you said at night it was pretty good the story was it's very simple, very linear, but they even managed to fuck that up with weird little side quests that didn't amount to anything. Acting was bad. It was dumb. But like you said, it was a B-movie, but with a budget. It was £30 million budget, so it wasn't massive. But also, it wasn't tiny. It's not as good as I remember it being. It's not as good as I remember it being. That's the whole. That's how I'll end it. No, it wasn't a good film. <laughs> I'm going to keep mine short and sweet. If... You watch this movie without thinking at all. If this is a Sunday movie that you're just putting on, it's a great movie. Yes, yes, If at all you switch on your brain 
uh, this is not for you. No. But it's a good one if you just want to go along for yeah. the ride. But one thing I want to address, and if Sam was here as well, the last time we were all together was for another previous Spider movie, Arachnophobia. How does it compare to that? In my opinion, even though I think there are some scenes in this that are lighter, Arachnophobia, a better movie, I think. Yeah, for sure. I would say better, better, better made movie, but the actual threat in Arachnophobia really felt ruined when they showed the map of how far these spiders yeah. are spread, and it was about <laughs> three gardens. At least in this one, yeah, there's... there's like 12 people left at the end. Yeah. yeah, who apparently then worked non-stop to do do a bunch of mining and get rich. If they'd merged the two films together and it was giant spiders who were also super venomous, arachnophobia would have been or this would have been would have been brilliant. It would have been yeah. genuinely very good. But it's that sort of like weird crossover where they couldn't really make it scary or funny, and it just sort of like ended up a bit meh. The thing with arachnophobia is that the the spiders were tiny. And that was meant to add to the tension and fear, and it did. Where, oh, they could be anywhere. Are they in this cup I'm turning over? It's a bit harder to yeah. do with an, a spider the size of an SUV. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> true, true, true. Yeah. Cups that have to eat in those crickets, too. Moral of the story, just avoid spider movies, I think. There's no middle ground, we can all find. But hey, I've had a fucking fantastic time, boys. Have you? Yep. <laughs> That's the first time we've I want to hear a yes from you, Gom. That's all I really want to hear. I don't want to hear a no. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you all so much for listening. And thank you, boys, who both said yes for joining me. Don't forget to leave us a five-star review on whatever platform you're listening on right now. And follow us over on Twitter and Instagram at SoYouThinkPod. You can also follow us over on YouTube where I'll be putting more of our videos up soon and creating more shorts thank you i'm not actually sure what we're watching next week so keep an eye on those social medias for the update for that but until then it's a goodbye from me goodbye and me it was almost pretty good goodbye